0: looking at the uh, the bank of televisions and all your big morning shows, everybody's leading with Comey versus the president. This, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. There's no doubt about it. The president fired the FBI director. The FBI director has written a book in which he questions the uh, intellect, uh, patriotism, etc. Honesty of the president of the United States. How does that not get a lot of attention? I mean, this is not Stormy Daniels or
4: tabloid stuff. This is this is for real. Don't you think it's a former FBI director and one of the best known people in America writing a book like that right now? Yeah, that's a huge story. I have a feeling that ultimately it won't have a great effect on much. I I wonder about that in the modern world. It taint the independent voter a little bit for a little while. But kitchen table issues will continue to be kitchen table issues. Sooner or later, we'll have an election and there will be a binary choice how it will affect the midterm uh, flip on cable TV. If you want to hear long, stupid discussions of that, I don't have the slightest idea. I don't think it will. Um, Maybe in a purple district or two, it might have an effect.
0: I'll ask you this. I haven't read the book. Uh, It's not out yet. I mean,
4: for instance, my district is as red as a baboon's ass. Doesn't matter what Comey says. Other other districts are as blue as a baboon's ass. Aren't they blue sometimes? Or is that a different <laughs> kind of ape? You seem to have an obsession well, wait a with the BA. Does <laughs> your only minute.
5: reference the colors, the hindquarters of various primates? <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> yes, that, what,
4: wait, you, what's wait, the one with the blue butt? When,
0: when you you, when you and your wife were picking out drapes, do you say, you know, that's the same color as a... If it is, yeah. <laughs> sure, I will. Or do you say eggshell like normal people? <laughs>
4: well, there's no. That's the same color as a swan's ass. There's no primate. <laughs> no, or you could say there's eggshell. no primate with a color ass that like eggshell. Yeah. Okay. That that, that I don't even black. understand. That's what we want. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even understand your question.
0: Um. Uh, yeah. So I wonder. I wondered about that too. Uh, I would say this. I got to believe that the most salacious stuff has already come out. If there's some giant teases
4: work, really, in network TV, if there's
0: some giant, oh, my God, this changes things bombshell that's still in there, I'd be pretty
4: shocked because that's not the way you do publicity. Right. You're not you're not looking to satisfy viewers. You're looking to have the most of them come to you. So, So, yes, like Fox running when animals attack. The best attack is the one you're going to see on the
0: promos 37 times. I'm not discounting all these TV shows covering it. We're covering it, sure. But if it's just a deeper understanding on things that uh, everybody uh, knew more or less, then yeah, I'm not sure it's going to move the needle a whole lot. Not to mention how partisan people are. They're just in their camps anyway. I'm not. I don't know how many people can possibly even be moved at this point uh, by hardly anything. I, I will. I will follow up on this because yeah or should I do it I'll do it later. I think I've talked about that enough already let's let's finish off the clips that uh, that ABC has put out we've got two two more that we have okay heard yet. I said we're not saying that I'm not saying that
5: I believe the allegations I'm not saying that I credit it. I never said I don't believe it because i I couldn't say one way or another do you no. have any idea what he's talking That about? was about the Steele dossier sorry oh okay so yeah, he did not give his opinion on the whether or not he thought it was true in their in their meetings. In I can't the,
0: believe they're spending this much time on that. Okay.
5: Like six of the eight clips that they provided were all tied to this
1: deal dossier. Huh. Yeah. When he started talking about it, I may order you to investigate that, I said, Sir, that's up to you. But you'd want to be careful about that because it might create a narrative that we're investigating you personally. And second, it's very difficult to prove something didn't
4: happen. Well, yeah, that's clearly true. I want you to investigate this and make sure everybody knows it didn't happen. I'm not sure how that would work. In his memoir, Comey paints a devastating portrait of a president. This is from the WAPO, which is more than delighted to kick the president, no doubt. And this is by a person who has actually read the book.
0: Philip Rucker, who has read the book. He must be a fast reader. I need to jump in once again. I keep jumping in.
4: Go ahead. This ain't
0: my first rodeo. Fridays
4: are for jumping. That's what I say. (laughs)
0: This ain't my first rodeo on these kind of things, the big book that comes out, and everybody's waiting for it, and here's my experience every single time. Not some of the time, or most of the time, every single time. So occasionally. So one part of the book, or a couple of parts of the book, get all the attention, then I read the book, and every time I think, that's what you took out of the book to talk about? Really?
4: That's what stood out to you? That tiny little nugget? Unlike the president, you're not a braggadocious man, Jack, so I'll jump in here. Usually, usually what Jack is telling you is that he will read the book and there will be uh, uh, information, chapters, ideas that are much, much more impactful, much more important to the country, much more important to know, but because they don't involve pee or somebody saying mean something mean about somebody else in D.C., nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about the important stuff. Or there's a tremendous amount of
0: context around the clips that everybody was playing or the excerpts that everybody was talking about right. that changes the tenor of them. Right. That happens every single time. But anyway, right. back to somebody who's actually read
4: the book. Philip Rucker of the Washington Post writes, in his memoir, Comey points a devastating portrait of a president who built, quote, a cocoon of alternative reality that he was busily wrapping around all of us. That's That's what I'm
0: trying to do. Uh, I want to build a cocoon of alternative
4: reality. And if it can't be built, uh, I'll buy it. Uh, Comey describes Trump as a congenital liar and unethical leader, devoid of human emotion and driven by personal ego. Now, so this is his, uh, this is this writer's assessment of the book. That's the Uh, way he took it. Yes. Yes, that's correct. There are not quotes around those phrases. Yeah,
0: because we all know we've had that happen here in this room. Trump gives up and gives a speech. One person says, well, there's a man in charge. There's a magnificent man who really knows what he's doing. And then then another person will look at it and say, there's a floundering dope looking at the exact same thing. Right. Because of where you come from on the subject. Yep. So him characterizing it that way, I'd be interested if I, I mean, if James Comey said that, that's a huge story. Former FBI director says the current president is a congenital liar is a huge story.
4: Well, I know one quote that's getting a lot of attention is that he's, quote, untethered to the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, The result of all this in Comey's telling is, quote, the forest fire that is the Trump presidency. Now, in terms of fuster clucks, is a forest fire worse than a dumpster fire? <laughs> I mean, in the parlance of today's youth. Or where's it? I De- mean, a forest fire is devastating. I have a little cabin in the forest. I hate them a dumpster fire. How about an S storm?
0: Or what if the S storm comes along and puts out your dumpster fire? What about an S show? <laughs> you needed the rain. What, what Hey, good news, bad news, honey. <laughs> good news, bad news. <laughs> There's a shizzle storm coming. The dumpster fire, I figured out a way to put it out. It's out. But it's because of the S storm. <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> so, we're going to need a lot of umbrellas.
2: <laughs> Is and the a Trump squeegee. presidency
4: <laughs> a yeah, oh lord in a in a hose. Um is it a dumpster fire out back of a shizzle show? Right. Is that the Trump presidency? Quote, what is happening now is not normal. It is not fake news. It is not okay. I'm James Comey. Uh, then there's the, I hope you can see clear to letting Flynn go. He's a good guy. We've all heard that uh, several times. He, uh, he recalls confronting Sessions, Jeff Sessions, about the letting Flynn go plea. He describes Sessions as, quote, both both overwhelmed and overmatched by the job. I feel like that's just some height shaming going on there. <laughs> you can't be kicked out of the room so he can talk to me alone. Quote, Comey told Sessions, according to the book, and I quote, you have to be between me and the president. So Comey was lecturing the new uh, attorney general on, on how to do his job, perhaps correctly. I don't know. I don't know either. Comey also accounts new observations. Quote, Sessions just cast his eyes down at the table, and they darted quickly back and forth, side to side. He said nothing. I read in his posture and face a message that he would not be able to help me. Quote. Close quote. End quote. No more quoting. (laughs) Um. (laughs) A lifelong Republican until recently, Comey delivers an indirect but unmistakable rebuke of the GOP's congressional leaders as well. Wow. (laughs) He's making a lot of friends. Quote. It is also wrong to stand idly by, or worse, to stay silent when you know better, while a president brazenly seeks to undermine public confidence in law enforcement institutions that were established to keep our leaders in check, yeah, period. There's yeah. some truth to that. Yeah, there is. There's, well, there's a, that is entirely truthful, and I agree 100%. Now, Jack, for the prosecution of Comey.
0: There's also been, well, the prosecution of our revered law enforcement. There's also been a fair amount of information come out in the last year that makes me much less sure that I should just think, oh, the FBI said that. Okay. Who Than will, I've ever been in my life. Who will watch the watchers? Hmm? I think we've learned a lot, whether Trump said it or not. About the FBI, Attorney Generals, Loretta Lynch, whoever Sessions might be, this that they do all kinds of things Eric that are colder. Poli- we, we've heard these FBI agents talk. There's all kinds of political stuff going on. J.
4: Edgar Hoover, come and, on, and Trump yeah. didn't cause all that. Yeah, somebody has to watch the watchers. And you know, oh, I thought you were going to weigh in with the fact that Comey, through his desire to be a string puller and puppet master, and Puppets.
2: a Are human beings, too. That's
4: a good point, and I'm sorry I didn't make it. Um, That uh, Comey did plenty of damage to the FBI himself in doing a little grandstanding. Right. Uh, Each chapter can be interpreted as an elaborate trolling of Trump, starting with the title, quote, a higher loyalty, a subtle reference to the loyalty pledge that Trump sought. Uh, That's not a subtle reference.
0: (laughs) Can I be a good American and look at all this from 30,000 feet? Um... The bad news is that no matter who started it or exasperated, made it worse, uh, or <laughs> or uh, gets most of the blame or part of the blame, no matter what, uh, our faith in all our institutions is, is less than it was before, and it ain't coming back anytime soon. Which is the playbook of which country? Yeah, good one. Yeah. Good uh, one, Sean. Good point. The entire, the entire... M.O. of Putin was for that to happen.
4: And some suspicion of watching of our institutions is really important. Don't accept them blindly. I like that. But Putin's playbook is to make sure you doubt everything all no, the time. Discount and that's them
0: blindly, right. which is not good.
4: Right. I have uh, more excerpts okay. from the book. Okay. We, we can, we'll, we'll weigh them. We'll discuss them. In the even-handed and, and, and insightful way that we have, uh, I just, I should have planned an end to this sentence, that so, we so have made our trademark through the years. That was pretty good. <laughs> Anybody remember the first part of the sentence? Even-handed <laughs> wisdom something? Anyway.
0: More you're, from the damn book coming up. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: When you started talking about it, I may order you to investigate that. I said, sir, that's up to you. But you'd want to be careful about that because it might create a narrative that we're investigating you personally. And second... It's very difficult to prove something didn't happen.
5: Oh, we already played that one. Sorry.
1: Sounded familiar to me.
5: Yeah, we played them all then. Okay, there you yeah. go.
0: Um, James Comey's book is out. ABC has released a few clips from the big interview he's doing with Stephanopoulos Sunday night, primetime, off, opposite 60 Minutes. They will beat 60 Minutes Sunday night, no doubt about that. If I'm
4: 60 Minutes, I put on cat videos that night. It's funny. I, I don't know when anything is on, it's on my DVR. <laughs> Yeah. Eh. Um sorry, straight thought. So uh we need to get at some point to the fact that Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen, his attorney and chief fixer, uh who was just raided by the FBI, that was the giant story, what, yesterday? Seems was like that, weeks ago. Was that before
0: we're going to a war with Syria and Russia or yeah,
4: after? Right, right in the middle. Mm. Anyway, so that, that story's nowhere today. The Cohen raid Remember, we went over the fact that they were looking for information about paying off hoes. Says who? Well, uh, newspapers. Says who? Well, well, like I think the FBI m- l- said. All of them. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> turns out, according to somebody in the know, uh, one Trump advisor, quote, we heard he had some proclivity to make tapes. He made tapes of conversations with other Trump associates and would play them for the Donald and discuss them with him. says who? Well, says the newspapers I'm reading <laughs> so- says who? All of them.
0: Okay. okay. Uh, so do we so do we know what conversations he was recording?
4: It, was, it is unknown whether Cohen taped conversations between himself and Trump, but two people familiar with Cohen's practices said he recorded both business and political conversations. One associate said Trump knew of Cohen's practice because the attorney would often play him recordings Cohen had made of his conversations with other top Trump advisors. Well, Quote, it was his standard practice to do this. Well, I'll tell you one thing.
0: If he's playing recordings to Trump... And I'm Trump, because I'm paying you. You're my lawyer. Right. You better not effing be recording my phone calls. Right. So there. They, I would hope there are no, if I'm Donald Trump, there are no me and you talking phone calls you taped that the FBI
4: now has. Well, and if, for instance, there were tapes of uh, Positive Sean talking to Michelangelo about dirty work they were doing for us, I wouldn't want those tapes to exist. Right. I can't, I just... just I can't believe they exist. You deleted those, right, Michael? (laughs) Um, I did. Okay. Because as uh, a former Watergate prosecutor said, quote, if you're looking for evidence, you can't do any better than people talking no. on tape. No, you can't. <laughs> um, it'd be considered a gold mine, says a law professor at New York University. The significance is 9.5 to 10 on a 10 point scale. Yeah. When people speak on the phone, they're not guarded. They don't imagine the conversation will surface.
0: I'm not a lawyer, law professor, nor did I go to a prestigious university. I could have told you that.
4: Well, yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs>
0: Audio tape of, of the crimes would be a pretty big
5: deal. To me the story once again is Trump hires idiots. He 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 didn't hire the wolf from pulp fiction to be his fixer. He got Saul Goodman, who's probably really effective <laughs> up to a certain <laughs> right, level when right. you're trying to befuddle local law enforcement. Hey, when's but, better call Saul coming back?
0: Uh pretty soon. Please. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I think you might be right on that. Yeah. I think he he his lawyers were not up to uh, the level he was newly at.
4: I don't know why, but suddenly I have the urge to talk like a gangster. So listen to this here. <laughs> In May, a report appeared in the New York Times detailing Comey's account of a one-on-one dinner he had with the president, during which the, that was the whole loyalty oh, pledge I remember thing. that. Remember? And shortly thereafter, Trump said, James Comey better hope there are no tapes of our conversation before he starts leaking into the press. At the time, it was unclear whether Trump right. truly possessed tapes, blah, blah, blah.
0: Well, I think most of us thought, you weren't
4: taping your dinners, were you? I mean, surely not dinner table
0: events now we know his lawyer was taping all the phone calls so
4: maybe tim o'brien a trump biographer and executive editor of bloomberg view wrote a column in the wake of trump's taping claim saying that comey likely had little reason to worry in the piece o'brien recounted that trump frequently made a similar boast to him uh back in the early 2000s trump used to tell me all the time he was recording me when i covered him as a reporter he also said the same thing when I was writing a biography of him. I never thought he was, but who could be sure? Maybe he records everything and only brings it out if he needs it. After Trump sued him for libel shortly after his biography came out, O'Brien's lawyers deposed Trump in December 07, which Trump during which Trump admitted he had not, in fact, clandestinely taped O'Brien. I'm not equipped to tape record. I may have said it once or twice to him just to, on the telephone, because everything mm. I'd said to him, he'd write incorrectly, so just to try to keep it honest, he said. Hmm. So that may be a Trumpian tactic for, all this is taped. So, you know. Well,
0: and remember, Comey's response was, I hope it was. That'd be awesome. Forget about it. Because what I'm saying is what happened. So, yeah, bring out the tapes.
4: That'd be fantastic. Getting back to the lanky lawman, he ruminates in the book on the psychology of liars in an apparent nod to the current occupant of the Oval Office. Quote, they lose the ability to distinguish between what's true and what's not. They surround themselves with liars. Perks and access are given to those willing to lie and tolerate lies. This creates a culture which becomes an entire way of life. That's all true. Do you think Trump fits into that category? Do I personally think that? Yeah. I think to some extent. He's so quirky. How about we put it in a non-threatening way? Because I'm a fan of some of the things Trump's doing. we got a lot of Trump fans listening. He's so quirky. If you have a quirky leader, you have to accommodate his quirks. if You're going to work with him.
1: What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips?
4: Trump and company
1: lining up against the former FBI Director Comey, and which professions smoke the most pot? Coming up, minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. What did uh, Trump call Comey?
4: A uh, lying slime Slime ball. ball. Something like that. Untruthful slime ball.
0: Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show. Does anybody remember that we're going to bomb the crap out of Syria, perhaps drawing us and Russia into direct conflict? Or so, are, are we? Or we
4: are. might soon, very soon, or not soon, or kind of soon, or maybe in a long time. Or maybe in kind of a long time.
0: France came out yesterday, Macron, the, the uh, 20-year-old with the 80-year-old wife, he came out and said... <laughs> wow. Uh,
1: can we have the fact checker come to this video, please? <laughs> She's 78.
0: Remember the story on that? He was like fifteen, and she was his teacher when she yeah. was like thirty or something. Yeah, are like thirty-eight or something. Anyway, um, uh, he said France has the proof; they have the
4: proof, and wouldn't uh, wouldn't say how they have it or whatever. Right? Well, yeah, you, you know we ought to talk about that a little bit more. Plus, I heard a really interesting idea from a uh, high level British lawmaker for how to get them.
0: British government's on our side. Their population is not even close, according to polls. So that later, right now, the news with Marshall Phillips.
1: Well, President Trump and his top aides at the White House have begun their full court press to try to discredit former FBI director James Comey. In his new book, Comey compares Trump to a mob boss who insists on loyalty while twisting facts to boost his own ego. A man, he says, who's constructed, quote, a cocoon of alternative reality that he
4: was busily wrapping around all of us. You know, I can believe all of that. And I'm really, really glad he got elected and not Hillary. Both are true.
1: Trump tweeting this morning, James Comey is a proven leaker and liar. Virtually everyone in Washington thought he should be fired for the terrible job he did until he was, in fact, fired. He leaked classified information for which he should be prosecuted. He lied to Congress under oath. He is a weak and untruthful slimeball who was, as time has proven, a terrible director of the FBI. His handling of the crooked Hillary Clinton case and the events surrounding it will go down as one of the worst botched jobs of history. It was my (laughs) great honor to fire
4: James Comey. (laughs) Oh, boy.
2: Slime ball. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hell
0: of a thing out of the President of the United States.
1: Trump aide, Killian Conway weighing in this morning, discounting Comey. In terms of uh, selling books and not being under oath when you write a book or when you go on TV to talk about a book, uh, we're very aware of that. We find that Mr. Comey has a revisionist
3: view of history and seems like a disgruntled ex-employee.
1: A disgruntled ex-employee. I like that. And have you heard the uh, GOP or somebody the the, yeah, the, the National, National up, Committee? Yeah, yeah, they've set up a website, Lion o- Comey.
4: LionJamesComey.com. K- yep. yep. Spell it right. L-Y-I-N-apostrophe.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, if there's something, there's if there's a bombshell in that book, I'll be surprised because usually that stuff comes out early in the promo material. Yeah. And so far, it's the same back and forth, which is significant.
4: It's not insignificant, right. but... I think so much of this is baked in. It's fun gossip. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'll i forget about it pretty quickly. I mean, maybe y'all don't follow the news as closely as us or think about this stuff as much. But so far, yeah, Trump's an egomaniac. He's kind of self-obsessed. Yeah, we get that. Yep.
1: President Trump's personal attorney is trying to prevent the government from using materials it found in a search of his office and home this week. A federal prosecutor's office says there's going to be a hearing. It's set for today. To deal with a temporary restraining order being sought by trump's personal attorney michael cohen
4: he says who says he, says, he says the prosecuting attorney marshall just said that says who I, I i already answered your question says you cohen It's from and coming it's from your attorney. your attorney and your question okay. is well, <laughs> well, uh, y- 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 well, we didn't have a question <laughs> look hillary clinton <laughs>
1: what <laughs> Jeez. Owen wants to stop prosecutors from reviewing the material they seized which, okay. which may or may not include those tapes that he uh, made with his clients and perhaps the president. You use teleprompters because it keeps you on your message. Did I mention this on the
0: uh <laughs> Did I mention this on the air yesterday so Donnie Deutsch, who was uh, used to be a friend of Trump's yep. was on the Apprentice is on uh, Morning Joe on MSNBC every day. Hates Trump now, thinks Trump is a crazy person and and ruining America. He had lunch with Cohen the other day, Ah. two days ago in New York, and said Cohen's a really good guy. He's known him for years. Yeah. So (laughs) there you go.
1: There's a Trump hater saying Cohen's a good dude. Okay. A survey of more than ten thousand workers has determined which professions smoke the most pot. NBA players. It was just released by the sellers. sellers. Rappers, pot sellers. It was just released by the reggae Center's
4: guitar players
1: <laughs> <laughs> for Disease Control and Prevention. The phone survey question was, "Did you use marijuana or hashish in the last thirty days?" Well, the survey of ten thousand found the least pot smoking is done by people who worked in the healthcare, utilities, or mining and oil industries. That's Plus, like four different industries. <laughs> less than ten percent. Do all. they whiz-quiz miners?
5: Yeah. Probably for yeah. safety stuff, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: All of those uh, low-use sectors are known to perform drug testing on employees on a regular basis. I
0: see minors being hard drinkers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 After work, yeah.
1: Marijuana use was reported by 21% of workers in life, physical, and social sciences, huh. sales, and the installation, maintenance, and repair work.
4: Oh, all the salespeople yeah. are baked. All the time, wouldn't you be? Oh, yeah. Um, that's the top. No, oh, oh no, no, sorry, no we're that's still, the no, this, the next the next up
1: uh, were the people who are in arts, design, entertainment, sports, and media. This is shocking <laughs> <we go>. stuff. Twenty eight percent, twenty eight percent. Good lord! <laughs> All right, now we're coming down to the hardcore pot smokers. Wow, Dude, there's more, more yes. than musicians and artists. Okay. Yes. Those in the food services industry. right? right. That's why the waiter brings you, uh, you know, wheat toast instead of white toast. They were baked. 30% of workers reported smoking pot at least once in the past month. And the top. Pot smoking category goes to those in the food preparation and serving
4: sector. So it's your hey, restaurant water coming along. Oh,
1: yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, whatever, man. 32% <laughs> of the workers there are smoking pot at least once a oh, month. You're a- already 70% water, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it sinks with my dry mouth. I don't <laughs> remember your water. <laughs> All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
4: Damn drug junkies. That was a Liberty Bell right there. Michael snuck in late at night and actually taped that. Had a ball-peen hammer and he whacked the thing. So, There's still uh, worn out for you, by the way, Michael. <laughs> Keep your head down. <laughs> See, I don't don't be a, get pulled over.
0: Don't want to be all heavy all the time, but uh, yeah, this whole Syria thing we should probably touch on a little bit. Looks like we might have a couple of allies. I think that's what Trump's waiting
4: for. Right? Yeah, among other things. What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? Hmm? It's
0: a good question to ask beforehand. Right. It's the best time. An interesting option proposed by one of our friends, the Brits. Um, And other stuff on the way. I hope you can stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong
4: and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
0: What? What are you doing, Michael? Do you have any idea what you are hey, doing? I hit the wrong button. You're drunk, aren't you? It was your birthday last He's night. He's stoned. You're He's part of the twenty, 20
4: uh, something percent.
0: Pick your favorite joke, there, uh, Sean. Play your favorite joke, and if it's not funny, you will you will be to blame. Oh, to be fair, to be fair, some lawmakers didn't know what questions to ask, and that's when
1: Zuckerberg suddenly became the person who didn't know how Facebook works.
4: There have been reports that
1: Facebook can track a user's internet browsing activity even after that user has logged off of the Facebook platform. Can you confirm whether or not this is true?
5: Um, Senator, I want to make sure I get this accurate, so it would probably be better to have my team follow up. So you don't know? I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. I do not have that information with me. Senator, I don't know. Congresswoman, I don't remember if we had a financial penalty. You're the CEO
1: of the company?
5: I'm not sure the answer to that question.
0: It's like Zuckerberg's trying to pull a reverse Kaiser Soze. He started out smart and then now he's in trouble. And he's trying to limp at the end. It's like, dude, we saw you. We know you're smart.
4: <laughs> nice. That was
0: solid. Yeah. And uh, that, that was back to the Daily Show's uh, bailiwick. And on that, particularly on that first question, that's absolutely a lie. There's no
4: way Zuckerberg doesn't know that. Uh, correct. Yeah. I, 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 and I'm telling you. I'd like to know what was going on in those hearings in a big-picture way. Because Senator Joe would have said, whoa, 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 whoa! how can you not know that? Uh, uh, Just in order to be accurate, Senator, Joe, I'll have my team get back to you. No, I want you to call your team right now. Or the guy sitting next to you, do you guys know? How can you not know that? We're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything else. No lunch. No lunch, nobody gets to pee <laughs> until you call the office and answer that question. It's a pretty Don't simple question. Don't cheerily tell me that your team will get back to me at a date unspecified, you weasel. Now answer <laughs> the question.
5: I want to follow up with those comments. Hey, has has the team gotten back to you yet? Yeah. What no, are the yeah, answers to those questions that's, that they
0: ducked? That's the great government thing, man, that they do all the time. They delay until you've forgotten about it because you got a new story today. Comey's book in Syria or whatever. Right. Nobody will ever even remember the uh, the Facebook thing.
4: Bread and circuses, huh? Huh?
0: This from the New York Post, an armada of 12 warships, the largest U.S. strike force since the 2003 Iraq War, is steaming toward the Middle East. It's a steaming pile of warships. The biggest strike force since... We launched on Iraq in '03, uh, headed towards Syria. So there could be something huge coming, um, which I don't know if I'm uh, you know think is a good idea or a bad idea, but that aside, the French announced, oh, we've got the evidence, so mm-hmm. we don't need to see any evidence, okay? So that's kind of a we're, we're ready to go. The Brits said we're with you, even though a poll came out yesterday that only twenty two percent of Brits, uh, agree with any sort of military strike on Syria. That's interesting. Only That's incredibly 20, low. So
4: practically nobody. Wow, not concerned about the chemical weapons, I guess. Right. Or, or and, maybe they've just seen the whole, you know, like Libya is a great example. What is the plan afterward? Are are we just going to, you know, weaken Assad or knock him out or whatever and, and then just see what happens? I saw We've tried that a couple times.
0: Saw a pretty good debate this morning on one of the cable news channels between a hardcore yes and a hardcore no way and... Uh, I mean, they had completely opposing views. With the one, you can't let chemical weapons you stand. We have an interest in blah blah blah. Sure, and uh, and the other guy saying, "Look, w- you tell me what is the strategy here? What what are we going to accomplish? What's our ultimate accomplishment? Show me where it's worked anywhere else. We've tried it in a variety of ways. We've got nothing to show for it." Mm. Which I am very sympathetic to that argument. Yeah. Yeah, so much of and, the- and that guy that guy was saying Trump's instincts were right. Stay out of this stuff. We're we're not getting anything out of it. There's there's nothing to gain. And he went into office and he said, "What you're seeing is not the dark state or deep state or whatever they call it, but the permanent state." Of the the CIA, the Pentagon, all those people who are willing to get into war, they've convinced the president. He said the New York Times, everybody is convincing the president. Oh, we got to get involved in Syria. Why? Why do we have to get involved in Syria? Yeah. What is the strategy? It's a tough one. Well, you, you should not. Should you strike a country without a strategy? Is it, our strategy what Barack Obama announced, uh, however many years ago? Assad must go, and then we didn't do really anything to pursue that strategy? Well,
4: I think the strategy, to the extent it exists, has got to be, and we saw it in the bombing of the last airfield, which I think uh, after the last chemical weapons attack that we decided to do something about, is you saw you got to punch him in the face. You don't want to knock him unconscious. You don't want to kill him. You just want to let him know, every time you do this, we're going to punch you right in the face. Use chemical weapons. But you don't want to kill him. Yeah, Otherwise, there, you have Libya again.
0: There are varied, various opinions on how effective that was, every, everywhere from hardly at all to pretty effective, and I don't know which is accurate.
4: Well, yeah, I've heard people say he didn't do it for a long time and he hasn't done it much, so it was effective. But and I've I, also I,
0: heard people say it didn't slow him down hardly at all and
4: they'd fixed those runways within 48 hours. So I heard this Brit talking. He's a, uh, a higher-up, a chairman maybe, of, of essentially their Armed Services Committee, their equivalent of it. they talk like the oh, us? Right well, I could tell he was smart because he had a British accent. Uh, and he said, listen, you uh, probably should have said this out of the side of his mouth, but he said, hey, uh, cyber attacks in the news all the time. We're working like crazy. The U.S. is working like crazy to uh, perfect our capabilities. Let's uh, bring Assad's regime to its knees uh, with cyber warfare. And I thought, wow, that's an interesting idea. You know, jam their signals, bring the, you know, their air traffic to a halt, mess with their computers and all. I have a very strong feeling that the Pentagon is saying, hey, uh, hey uh, old crooked tooth, we're not going to show our cards. We're not going to show our capabilities to punch Assad in the face. We're holding on to that for Putin and or China and or, you know, when we really, really need it. That's the thing with cyber weapons. Is um once people know you have them, you're they're much much less effective because mm. they'll have their hackers uh, work on neutralizing <laughs> hackers, hackers, who <laughs> <Hackers> like sausage. <laughs> um, whereas you know, you bring out some super bomb and say yeah that's a, well I suppose there are aspects of that that you don't want to show your hand either, but not like cyber. Mm. But I do <laughs> like the uh, the idea of. You know, just grabbing them by the hair and shaking them around a little bit and not embroiling ourselves and our young men in freaking, freaking Syria. All right, that's enough heavy stuff. How much time
0: we got, Michael? So uh, I was looking at this. This is a car I need to buy. The new Dodge Challenger, which I think are sweet-looking cars anyway. I think they're very cool-looking cars. Couldn't fit my lifestyle less. That's mm. a guy with two young kids, but, um, two door. Kids, uh, just cross your legs. You'll fit in the back. But I was just reading about this, the new one, the new SRT Demon and its horsepower. So I, I was looking up. I watch Jay Leno's show now and then about oh, the cars. car show. Jay yeah. Leno's Garage. Pretty interesting. He was talking about how horsepower has just gone, gone crazy. Hey, you see this about the horsepower? Yeah, that's about the horsepower. Yeah. How much is too um, much horsepower? So, like, the, the original Ford Mustang, which kind of kicked off the whole muscle car thing was 225 horsepower mm-hmm. which your 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 wife's minivan has that much horsepower now I mean it's just it's nothing and then uh and then along came I think around 1990 they put out a Corvette had 300 horsepower Whoa. which is also not that big a deal by current standards so a lot of your muscle cars that people look back on those are tough fast crazy cars are Really low horsepower. They just put out this Dodge Challenger SRT demon. Oh, there it is on the screen. Look at that beast.
4: Eight hundred
0: and forty horsepower. Oh, stop, <laughs>
4: stop it. Stop it. Eight hundred and forty horsepower. What? We what was we, that Cadillac we it, drove? It was five hundred and fifty. It was, I think, five forty-six. So this is a and, and and I gave it back. I said, take this car away from me. So this car is a full nineteen ninety Corvette, more than that car. That's insane. Unless you are a professional race driver. I'm not sure you could leave a stoplight without smoking your tires. Well, what I said to the guys is, this is like owning a machine gun. (laughs) The only reason to own it is to fire it. And I have no need, no good will come out of me driving this machine gun around.
0: You know what's a faster car than that, by the way? Every Tesla that's out there because of torque. But that's a different conversation. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.